You are listening to The Pregnancy Podcast with Vanessa Merton. Hello, thank you for tuning into this Q&A episode of The Pregnancy Podcast. You can visit PregnancyPodcast.com forward slash Q&A for all of the past question and answer episodes or to submit a question for a future episode. Show notes for this episode can be found at PregnancyPodcast.com forward slash family. I want to thank the sponsors for this episode. Thank you to Mommy Steps, who makes insoles specifically for pregnancy. These insoles go in your shoes, and they're going to prevent a pile of foot issues that can come up during pregnancy. To check them out, go to PregnancyPodcast.com forward slash feet and use the promo code FEET at checkout to save 20%. Thank you to Zoller, who makes my favorite prenatal vitamin, and I love this because it uses the active form of folate, bioavailable iron, and it has omega-3s like DHA. To check out the vitamin, go to PregnancyPodcast.com forward slash vitamin, and there you can get a promo code to save 25% on Amazon. And I want to thank Evenflow for their support. Evenflow makes the Every Stage car seat. This is an awesome car seat, and it's the only one you'll ever need because it goes all the way from the time that your baby's born up until your child doesn't need a car seat anymore. To check that out, go to PregnancyPodcast.com forward slash car seat, and you can get a promo code to save 10%. This week, I am answering a question submitted from Becky. Her email reads, Hi, Vanessa. I was wondering if you could do a podcast on dealing with parents. My husband and I are discussing starting to have children, and one of my big concerns is dealing with our parents. In particular, I'm worried about my mom, who while being amazing and wanting to help, could get overbearing and try to do everything, be around all the time, and even want to be there as I give birth, which I don't want. However, I know I'm going to upset her if I tell her this. Another concern is how to deal with your parents-in-law being involved and how to navigate this. I was wondering if there's any wisdom you can share on the podcast. Becky, thank you for submitting your question. This is a topic that I get emails on frequently and a common source of stress from expecting parents and parents-to-be. Everyone seems to have very strong opinions about pregnancy, birth, parenting, and even breastfeeding. Some common themes that come up are family being overbearing or being judgmental. And this is a tricky topic because everybody is so different and everyone's family dynamic is so unique. Plus, these concerns extend beyond family to friends, coworkers, anyone in your life that may be inserting their opinions. I want to be sure to answer your specific concerns, and I also want to make this episode relevant for a lot of other expecting parents who might be experiencing similar situations. So let's go through some scenarios and some actionable tips on how to deal with them. And if your friends and family are the most supportive people on the planet and you don't ever run into these issues, then you are very lucky. But chances are that at least one of these scenarios will happen, and this episode's going to prepare you for that. Challenges with parents or parents-in-law are especially tricky because they've already been parents. So they've been through what you are going through. 
And plus, even when their kids grow up and have kids of their own, they never really stop being parents. Plus, they are probably ecstatic to have grandkids, and they can't wait for that phase in their life, especially if this is their first grandchild. I want to start out by acknowledging that family and friends mean well. The intentions are good, but the way that they're conveyed can be stressful, or it can cause friction. Giving them the benefit of the doubt that they mean well is going to start you out coming from a positive place rather than a combative or defensive space. So keep that in mind. The first challenge I want to talk about is your family or friends do not agree with your choices about pregnancy, birth, or parenting. People are so opinionated about these things. And you listen to the pregnancy podcast, so you're much better informed than most of the people out there. And you know what's best for you and your baby. So why is it that your sister-in-law cannot believe that you would drink a soda with caffeine, or your mom's horrified that you're planning to give birth at a birth center? Or maybe your dad is totally grossed out that you're going to encapsulate your placenta. Or maybe your friend thinks that you should have an unmedicated birth, but you know you want an epidural as soon as possible. So people have opinions, and they are entitled to them. I love the idea that you shouldn't have to explain your personal choices or preferences to anyone. But in the real world, if we want to maintain our relationships with the people that are close to us, we can't just ignore them. And it can make relationships with people in your life easier if you're willing to take the time to talk about and explain your choices. You know, I'm a huge advocate of getting confident about your decisions, because that's going to make it so much easier for you to deal with pressure or judgment or criticism. You can tell your sister-in-law that after hearing about the research on caffeine during pregnancy, you're comfortable enjoying that soda. You can even tell her that your doctor said it's okay. Also, please feel free to run this by your doctor or midwife, and you know I have an episode on caffeine and pregnancy. You can tell your well-meaning friend that you think it's awesome that she wants an unmedicated birth, but you've explored your options, and an epidural's the right call for you. If you're planning a birth that you think your family or friends will not be on board with, it may be helpful to be prepared for some questions. Play devil's advocate and think about what concerns they may raise and how you can respond. And remember, people like to be acknowledged. If someone is raising concerns, it's because they care. So telling them, hey, I really appreciate your concern, and I'll bring that up with my doctor or midwife. Or thank you so much for thinking of me. I'm going to talk about it with my partner. Or just telling them, hey, thanks for bringing that up. I appreciate that you are thinking about me. Just acknowledging them can go a long way rather than just ignoring their comments or brushing them off. The next challenge I want to talk about is when a family member or friend wants to be present at a time when you don't want them there. This can apply to being present at your birth, visiting shortly after your baby's born, or just dropping in frequently. You and your partner need to figure out what your preferences are about those situations and then lay down some ground rules. I know this is easier said than done. It's also going to help to plan this out ahead of time before your baby arrives. So you might want to start by breaking this down into different scenarios. The first is your birth. If you listen to this podcast, I bet that you are putting a pile of time and energy into planning your birth. 
planning who you want to be present is a big part of this. Now, there may be times to compromise with friends and family, but this is not one of them. Your birth is going to go as closely to plan as possible if you are surrounded by people that you're comfortable with and who you want to be there. If having your sister or mother-in-law present is going to stress you out, then they are not welcome to come. Period. End of story. Do not compromise on this. You should let them know that you were so excited for them to meet your baby after your little one is born. You can tell them that there's a limit set by the hospital or birth center on how many people can be in the room with you. You can just let them know that you're most comfortable with just you and your partner there. This really is one that you need to draw a line. Please do not compromise and have someone at your birth that you do not want to be there. Another scenario you may run into is that your parents or your in-laws want to come visit as soon as your baby's born. Better yet, they want to come for a month. And meanwhile, you are thinking that they're just going to be in town for less than a week. I bet the grandparents of your baby cannot wait to hold that little cutie. Totally understandable. You need to think about how you envision the first few weeks after birth. And the first few weeks are going to be consumed by breastfeeding, a lot of napping, lots of waking up at all hours of the night. You may think that it will be wonderful to have that extra help in those early days. And if that's the case, then awesome. But if you think you want a little space before welcoming visitors, then I have some tips for you. If family or friends want to come visit right away and you want some time before they arrive, then you need to let them know. You and your partner can let your family know that it's important for you guys to have some time with just the three of you, or more of you if this isn't your first baby, before anyone comes to visit. You can also let them know that this goes for everyone, not just them. The more you make it known that this is how it's going to be, rather than phrasing things like, well, maybe, or we were thinking, let them know that this is how it's going to be. I know that planning for people to come visit after your baby's born can be tricky when you don't know when you're going into labor, especially for friends and family that are coming from out of town. If travel arrangements need to be made in advance, do not assume that your baby is coming on their due date. You could even go a week or two past that, so keep that in mind. And rather than telling them, we don't want you to come visit right away, it could be helpful to phrase it as, we want to plan ahead for travel and accommodation so we can really maximize our time with you when you visit. So to be on the safe side, let's plan for you to come three or four weeks after my due date so we can get a little settled first. And if they want to stay longer than you would like them to, you need to let them know what time frame you are comfortable with. You can also offer or have your partner offer to help look for flights, to find a great hotel or an Airbnb. And focus on what you're excited about for their visit. Maybe there's a great restaurant that has takeout that you know that they're going to love. Or maybe there's a beautiful park a short walk away. And plus, technology makes it easier than ever to stay connected. Tell them that you're going to send pictures of your baby to hold them over until they'll be in town to see him or her in person. Or maybe you can let them know that you're really looking forward to FaceTiming them from the hospital. Another situation that you may run into with people wanting to be present when you don't want them there is with family or friends who live close by and they just want to drop in for a visit when you're not wanting visitors. Obviously, everybody's going to want to see your new baby. 
By letting people know when they're welcome and how they can help or what they can bring over, you're going to be doing yourself a huge favor. Don't have people come over before you're ready for visitors. In the early days, you want to stick to visitors that you're comfortable around without makeup, not by any means that I think you need makeup on for people to come over, but you should not feel like you have to get done up for somebody to come by. You are going to be very in demand with your new baby, and your energy should be focused on you and your baby, not getting ready for guests by doing your hair or cleaning your house. And when you're ready for guests, take advantage of people coming over to bring you a meal or hold the baby while you take a shower or just have a break or do a load of laundry, empty the dishwasher. Postpartum is an excellent time to ask for help. The next challenge is family or friends want involvement in something and you don't want them to be involved. This is similar to someone wanting to be present when you don't want them there. And at some point, you are bound to run into somebody wanting to help in some area that you do not want them involved in. This could be for a lot of different reasons. Maybe it's something that you prefer to do alone or with your partner or just with somebody else entirely. Maybe you just clash with this friend or family member. This could be with planning a baby shower, giving unsolicited input on baby names, or even wanting to help decorate your nursery. A good solution for this problem is to redirect their efforts. Remember at the start of this episode when I said that people mean well, and I really do believe that people want to help. Unfortunately, it's not always in the ways in which you want help. So a tactic to overcome this challenge is to redirect their efforts. If your mother-in-law wants to plan your baby shower, but you already tapped your best friend to do this, let your mother-in-law know that your baby shower is already covered, but maybe they can plan a brunch with family. Or perhaps there's an aspect of the baby shower that you could use help with. Like they could create a collage of pictures from when you and your partner were babies. It's likely that you can find a small project to task them with so that they still feel like they are being helpful and being included, but you're not giving them the entire shower to plan. If somebody is giving you their input on names or recommending family names that you do not want to consider, the first thing that you can do is choose not to tell anyone what you were planning on naming your baby. My husband and I did this with both of our children, and I will admit it drove our family and friends crazy. We did enjoy that it was our little secret, and we never had to hear anyone say that they didn't like a name that we were in love with. By the time that our family and friends heard our children's names, they couldn't say anything negative because it was already chosen. So that is one option for you to consider. And if you're getting pressure to name your baby using a family name that you're not a fan of, or just any recommendation that you don't like, you can always kindly thank them for the suggestion and let them know either that you're just not in love with it, or maybe just let them know that you'll consider it and put it on the list. And if someone wants to help decorate your nursery or go with you to create your baby registry or just be involved with any project or task, let them know that you really appreciate the offer and that you have that covered. Or maybe you and your partner were planning to make a date out of doing that together. 
Rather than flat out turning them down, if there's another project or task that you could use their help on, this is a great time to ask. Maybe you could use their help cleaning out a room in your house to make space for your baby. Or it would be helpful to spend a few hours in the kitchen towards the end of your pregnancy, batch making some freezer meals. Maybe your mom makes an amazing lasagna and you would be so stoked to have a tray of it on hand for an easy dinner after your baby's born. Find a way that people can contribute where they can feel helpful and you're not feeling like they're being overbearing and stepping on things that you don't want them involved with. The next challenge I want to talk about is that you want to avoid conflict and upsetting people. Nobody likes family drama. Well, it seems like every family has at least one person who likes drama. But for the most part, the less conflict that you can have about your pregnancy, your birth, your parenting choices, the better. You need to know that you cannot make everyone happy all the time. And it is a possibility that you will hurt somebody's feelings or someone will be offended because you didn't take their advice. I wish that I could tell you that this is completely avoidable, but it may be out of your control. And it's not your job to please everyone. It's your job to enjoy your pregnancy as much as possible and to have the birth experience that you want and to make parenting decisions that are best for you and your family. You know the dynamics of your family relationships and your friendships, and you can tailor how you talk to different people and try some of the strategies that we're going through in this episode today, and somebody still may get upset. And you just need to be okay with that. You have so many other things going on. And if someone's upset, eventually they will get over it and it will pass. And sometimes you need to accept that you can only do what you can do. And there's a few more solutions that I want to offer that can work for just about any challenge that you come across in dealing with family. The first is to lean on your partner. If you're the one who's pregnant, you are doing most of the work, and I'm sure that you have a full plate. In any challenging situation, your partner can help, even if it is just to listen to you vent about that coworker that will not stop touching your belly. This can be particularly helpful if your in-laws are the issue. Perhaps it's a matter of you asking your partner to talk to their dad about making jokes on eating for two or asking their mom to stop questioning why you are planning an out-of-hospital birth. Your partner can be a great buffer, a really good gatekeeper, and just somebody who can step up and have an uncomfortable conversation with somebody that you don't want to have. And I do talk a lot on this podcast about your partner and the role they play and how they can help. And I don't want to exclude anyone who may be doing this without a partner. It also works to lean on friends or family who you know are supportive of you or who can step up and deal with a particular person or challenge if you're having trouble with it. Another strategy is to avoid or deflect. If you know that your brother thinks that it's irresponsible that you're having your baby with a midwife instead of a doctor, maybe you just decide not to bring it up around him. Of course, you really shouldn't have to censor this stuff. But there are times when it may make sense to avoid bringing up a topic just to avoid the conflict. If your best friend is upset because she wants to be at your birth and you don't want her there, maybe just don't talk about your birth plans with her. 
When you hang out, ask her how her new job's going or what's new with that guy she's dating. People love to talk about themselves, and that can be a helpful strategy in changing the conversation. Now I'm going to go in another direction with the last solution that I want to offer you, and that is to address the elephant in the room and confront the person head on. I know this is the opposite of avoid and deflect, but you may have a person or challenge that's just not getting solved by other methods. Or you may be the type of person who's really comfortable calling people out. You may hit a point where you need to tell your sister, hey, it really stresses me out when you disagree with how I'm planning my birth. I need you to know that I'm informed about this stuff and I'm making the right decision for me and my baby. Maybe you need to tell your mom, I know that you want to come visit right away, but I told you that I need to wait a few weeks until after my baby's born and I need you to respect that. People generally have good intentions. Maybe your mom doesn't get that the idea of her being present at your birth makes you uncomfortable, and you may need to just come out and say it without beating around the bush. The good news is that if you're running into challenges with friends and family, you're very lucky to have people in your life that care about you. Even if your village can be overbearing and judgmental at times, their support is crucial even if you're not always getting their support in the way that you want. You don't need everyone to see things the way you do, but having friends and family in your life for this new journey that you're embarking on really is a blessing. Support can be in the form of an ear of somebody to talk to, somebody to watch the baby to give you a short break, maybe just somebody to sit with you while you breastfeed, whatever you need. Pregnancy, birth, and parenting are certainly so much easier when you feel like you're not doing it alone. Becky, I hope that you find this episode helpful. Hopefully you can take some of these solutions offered today and tailor them to deal with your parents and your in-laws. You can see any notes and resources for this episode at pregnancypodcast.com forward slash family. And if you have a question you would like me to answer on the podcast, you can submit it at pregnancypodcast.com forward slash Q and A. I want to thank Zoller for their support of this episode. I've done so much research on vitamins and supplements. I have also tried a lot of different prenatal vitamins. After all of the research that I have done, I really love the prenatal vitamin from Zoller. You can go to pregnancypodcast.com forward slash vitamin and get more information about the vitamin and a promo code to save 25% when you buy a one month supply on Amazon. And I want to thank Mommy Steps for their support. One thing you can do not only to make your shoes way more comfortable, but also to prevent a pile of foot issues that can happen during pregnancy is to use insoles. Mommy Steps is offering 20% off to listeners of this podcast with the promo code FEET. And to check them out, go to pregnancypodcast.com forward slash FEET. And I want to thank Evenflow for their support. I am so thankful that I found the Every Stage car seat from Evenflow. I love this car seat because it is the only one you're ever going to need to buy. The Every Stage car seat is an infant seat, a convertible, and a booster all in one. To check out the Every Stage car seat and get a promo code to save 10%, 
you can visit pregnancypodcast.com forward slash car seat. <laughs>